Yeah. So thank those guys. Gergi, you having any luck logging into their website? Um, no. Don't go to the website, guys. It's broken. They're gonna steal all I'm your information. I'm gonna try again because, like I said, it still remembers. It has my like email username and email, <laughs> but my when every time I reset the password, it's like nah, <laughs> nah. I'm good, bruh. Sorry, that username or password is incorrect. All right, so what are we doing? Are we gonna finish the show? Are we gonna talk about one more thing? We're gonna talk about one more thing. We're gonna skip to the main topic. We're gonna get rid of the middle stuff. We have a little bit more show to go. And we almost got into a big old argument before the show about it, but I have this article I found. Hispanic audiences are in the driver's seat in Hollywood. Hollywood has a new favorite film goer, and they're going to change the whole industry. On Sunday, which was several months ago, it's an older um, article, a panel of cinema experts declared that Hispanic audiences are the new key demographic. Quote, Hispanic audiences are far and away the most important consumers at our cinemas said John Fithian, head of National Association of Theater Owners, according to a recap of the events on Deadline. So, so real we, quick, do they give data on this? Like, are they the most, do they spend the most? What is, what is the reason they kind of made this conclusion? Hispanics represent 17.5% of the population in the United States and contribute 19% of U.S. box office revenue. So... They see about six movies a year on average, while other groups uh, average four. Ah, I see. So we're seeing more movies, and more of us are seeing more movies. How do they get this number? Usually, for big numbers, you, you do a poll. Mm-hmm. So either they're cold calling people, or they're doing like um, questionnaires. Like at like the theater, like basically, so. yeah. They're not. They're not saying. They're not telling their cashiers to like look at you and then tick a little box <laughs> right, or to ask you. They're Mexican. not doing that. That guy looks Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> um. He he might be Arab, but he might be Mexican. So I'm gonna put other. <laughs> um. I'm not sure. Um. But yeah, yeah. It's usually either cold calls, which. Both cases, if it's a questionnaire, or cold calls could be skewed depending like if they call it if they call it basically la and all people in la yeah then it's gonna be skewed right you know if they call people in florida it's gonna be skewed so depending on how they did it exactly um it it could be imperfect but it could be also pretty close right and so it has some other uh stuff in there still trying to log in not help (laughs) don't worry about it don't worry about it don't worry about it all right Fast and Furious uh, 6, uh, the ninth highest grossing film of 2013, owed a huge amount of its box office success to Hispanic audiences, as did Gravity, number six on the list and Best Picture nominee. And so, um, and then they also talked about Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, where they're talking about fucking Kukui and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then they also brought up last year's Mexican comedy, Instructions Not Included, was one of the most successful independent movies of 2013, opening to higher box office numbers than any other Spanish-language film in U.S. history. So, there you go. There's some little bit of information on that. So, we're the next big thing, apparently. We are the next movie-going experience. And I've kind of seen that kind of trend of Mexican films starting to come out again. Um, obviously, Cesar Chavez came out earlier this year. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And 
not the greatest movie, but it worked. It was a good movie to see. Um, and then coming up, I saw actually in the uh, trailers of Ninja Turtles was uh, The Book of Life. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for that. Yeah. But, uh, very Dia de los Muertos animation thing. I know there's a big hullabaloo about uh, Disney trying to buy the copyright to Dia de los Muertos. So you, <laughs> know, <laughs> so you know something is coming up for uh, Disney. You know, if, if Disney sees something something in um, Mexican audiences, I think Hollywood will uh, follow shortly after. So what do you guys think that, about this kind of I don't statistic? think it'll be I don't think it'll be meaningful. No? I think like Hollywood is really established and they're already kind of doing things. It's like, you know, the majority of NBA players are black and Asian. But the coaches are still white, mm-hmm. you know. So the difference is, is, like, you could get actors, you could get directors, but the writers and the producers, the people who make money and the people who kind of create the content, are still going to be majority white. Which is kind of like, <laughs> you know. So it's it's going to be kind of like these just little notes, like, "Hey, this is for you, Mexicans." And then it'll be something like completely just kind of whatever. Like it, it won't be committal to like what they're trying to portray. You know, they're not going to make a movie on how a Mexican man saves like a white family from their excessive poverty. You know what I mean? It's in the blind side. <laughs> exactly. But you know, they wouldn't make it. They wouldn't make that movie if there's a Mexican Lee. Like they wouldn't make. If it was, the person they're saving would be incredibly charismatic, and the story would be about them. And the Mexican teacher who helped them come out of poverty would be like a footnote would just be like, oh, and he shows up. The magical, mystical Mexican. Exactly. What? You know. <laughs> Could be that, that, uh, the mystical Negro. And kind the of mystical. on the point of, uh, you talking about that movie, Dia de los Muertos. The book, the, the book, Disney one or the book of life? Oh, the book, Disney. the book of life. It was one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're going to represent this, but we're still going to have Channing Tatum in it. <laughs> and. Yeah. We're going to have jokes that are not really jokes, but they're just like, hey, Trudeau's. And then kids are supposed to laugh. Yeah, the very uh, cliche. Because we said Trudeau's in a funny voice. Yeah. Not because we set up a joke, you know. And to a degree, it's fine because the kid's movie is like, I'm not going to watch it because it's not catered for me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if this is kind of what kids are being exposed to as Mexican, it's like that. Mexican wrestler airplane and airplanes. Right. Is just, they're just going to be characters. They're just going to be like these super white people who just happen to have brown hair doing stuff and ha- or mm-hmm. super white people that happen to be in a Mexican village. Like they're not going to make this really dark hero or heroine mm-hmm. unless they're like a side character. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make like, you know, and that, and that goes to do with they have to do cliches like the suit. The hero is always tall and handsome. So across the board, that's going to be the case. But at the same um, time, he's still going to be super white. What do you think, Gerg, about this kind of thing? What he just said? Because I have my thoughts on the thing. So, um, coming from somebody who has a bit more, I guess, understanding of the culture, I I understand um, Gilbert's um, point very much. So you know that the writers are white. You don't have too many um, you know, Mexican American writers in there. Or, that are can tell the stories 
from a point of view of understanding and respect. Because if I want to be, you know, that crazy nitpicky and NAACP esque, no Mexicans like churros, you know, <laughs> I guess it's a joke that's been played out in cartoons previously. Like planes had a fucking plane named El Chupacabra that had a cape and a wrestling mask on. A and plane was, that had all these things? And a yeah. funny accent. And, and a funny accent. I think he had like a mustache kind of drawn on the plane. Mm-hmm. I, I swish my cape at you. Um, <laughs> Stop laughing, Sam. It's serious. Hey, this is your uh, people I being mean. Was it Despicable Me too? Had a luchador as a villain. He was the main villain and he had this very cliche voice. <laughs> and <laughs> so, a, a, real quick, he had Aaron? a... You are struggling through this so much just by the way you're talking. It's like, and he had a cliche voice. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> are you okay, Garrick? Yeah, it's it's good and uh, and and all that stuff. Um, it. <laughs> damn it! I'm not trying to sound so like mash. No, no, because I'm building up cool. something. Okay. But um, as you know, it, it's I, the exposure is good-ish. Yeah. Because right. it's starting to. I mean, whether they want to play us as these caricatures or not two of in my opinion they're the best directors and they're you know two of the best directors right now are mexicans um i i always butcher this man's name so i have to imdb him real quick but one of them is um the director of this uh the book of life uh guillermo del, guillermo del toro he's traditionally like a whore um <laughs> Director, horror. I thought I heard you say horror. Like horror. <laughs> uh, Traditionally a horror. <laughs> That's okay. We don't judge him for it. Yeah. Um, he gets to make some good movies. He's uh he's traditionally done like um Pan's Labyrinth, which is one of the I mean, like he likes highest rated like horror. Yeah, and creature he horror. He does like, creature horror and kind of like psychological horror and like he wanted um, to be about as a madness, the Cthulhu thing. Yeah. And he done Hellboy, which the visual art shifted. Yeah, shifted the visuals to more of like dealing with the demons and dealing with like the elves rather than just kind of like mm-hmm. Hellboy and humans. He kind of really shifted it to include a lot of these other characters that are just creatures too, like not just human beings who are navigating through this, mm-hmm. creating the world aspect. He does a lot of world building in the movies too. He doesn't just present you with stuff. He kind of creates a reason for this stuff being there. He's really in-depth director and what he does yeah they some might call him the mexican peter jackson but i like to just refer <laughs> just him as he has Guillermo. a beard and short yeah. and chubby <laughs> they actually has a he's actually a um you know i just call him you know my tokayo it's tokayo meaning somebody of the same name and um your name's gurgi <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um and he actually um he has to deal with something like he dealt with something, I think it was a few years ago, that I don't think too many directors have to deal with. Was, oh, yeah, you're a successful director? We're going to kidnap your mother. What? Yeah, um, a few years ago, um, Del Toro's um, mother actually was kidnapped from her ho- home in um, Mexico City. Jesus. <coughs> and, yeah, I don't think uh, Steven Spielberg ever had to deal with anything <laughs> like that. What what was the resolution to that? Uh, he they figured it, well. He, like I said, he's the director who's had uh, you could say a couple successful movies. 
Um, <laughs> they asked for ransom. They, they probably didn't get done, done hanging up the phone by the time that money was in their bank accounts and the mom released. And then he immediately packed up his entire family and moved them north of the border. Yeah. Because, yeah. Same fucking thing. And another director who um, is doing great things in, you know, to as cliche as a statement this is, uh, mejor la raza, you know, make a better positive impact for, you know, Mexicans in general. It was um, the director of um, Gravity, this mm-hmm. movie, was it movie of the year? No. That was 12 Years a Slave this past year. Also yeah, great movie. Runner-ups. It was one of the runner-ups. But um, Alfonso Cuaron, Cuaron, Cuaron. It's a weird Alfonso name. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, Cuaron. And he brought you um, another great, um, I mean, American classics like the best Harry Potter movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, Seriously. Children of Men, Gravity. I um, love that movie. Yeah. And um, Y Tu Mama También. And Your Mother Sexy. Too. Mm-hmm. Both so this guy, time. I mean, he's a great director. And so I would much like to see movies like Y Tu Mama También, A Better Life. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about a um, East, uh, it's a, a guy who's a landscaper for a living, you know, and doing what he has to do so his son doesn't have to do the work he's doing, shit, you know? Son. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> if you see, I mean, I, I highly, if you want to, Take a look into what a large, um, represent like a large representation of what a lot of um a representation of a large portion of yeah what thank you go through um, in the United a, States in the United States not not necessarily our family or your family but a large a large amount right. of uh, Mexicans have gone through this pretty much life and the struggle of that if I mean that is something that you would have to that's a movie I highly recommend you guys watch. Another one is um, La Misma Luna. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good movie. I did see that. That's that's another one that if you want to know some struggles that we go through, that is not a Hollywood doctor, the uh, you know Hollywood fabricated story. Everybody dies at the end, right? No. Yeah, no, it, it it comes down to just being you know something crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like uh, and then to see the uh, the flip flip side of it, and then you know seeing movies like this being put out that are in subtitles, which is I mean the nature of the beast and then to see the other side of the coin and it's like we can have unlimited churros so you're just like gotta guess i gotta take the good with the bad well that kind of leads me into what i'm gonna kind of my point and kind of what i see from it um and it's gonna sound kind of extreme and because it is uh but the kind of the same theme is still there so for me i kind of willing to live with it knowing that in the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years that my kids are going to be able to have movies when they're young that are going to be finally accurately represent representative of our culture. So it kind of goes back to like the old black and white movies, when uh, the jazz singer, let's just say it, the jazz singer where blackface and, you know, Al Jolson was, you know, mammy and it's just fucking ridiculously racist and it's all bad. And then it gets worse. And like I said, we talked about song of the South. And those representations go on for decades. Hey, Song of the South being... wasn't terrible, <laughs> except <laughs> for bad. except for um, the Tar Baby. The Tar Baby, but even then, but you know, and then as it got fucking longer, 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 you know, black representation is still faulty. There's still bad things in it, but it's getting better. Like Will Smith has a career, and it's okay. Everyone's okay with that. You know, there's a lot of black actors getting work, and they're doing well. 
um, Tyler Perry, uh, as ridiculous as his fucking movies are, they try to have some heart and they try to have some soul and they kind of have something that obviously black people relate to because, you know, they tend to be number one or number two every time they're released. So I'm kind of hoping for the same thing. We get through the fucking churros. We get through the fucking mariachis. We get through the um, luchadores and all that shit and get to a point where, okay, well, now there's Mexicans in the cinema and they're not doing those things. Uh, they're okay. They're gang members. Okay. Well, they're gang members. Okay. Well now they're cops, you know, like that one, like one of my favorite characters in breaking bad was the, uh, the, uh, DEA, like Lieutenant, the one that oh, was helping yeah. out, uh, his brother-in-law and he was just a normal guy, but he was, you know, he had little bits of Latino in him. He would bring mm -hmm. up certain things about, you know, drug dealers. And I think the first episode they made a bet about, uh, whether the meth lab person they caught was mm -hmm. Latino or not. And little things like that make a difference. You know, like Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez is going to be a movie that a lot of kids may have been forced to go see. You know? Mm -hmm. Like their parents say, hey, we need to go watch this movie. I don't want to go. Well, we're going to fucking go watch this movie, you know? For me, when I was little, I had Selena. And then when uh, my sisters were younger, they had uh, the one with uh, Richie Valens. They had a you know movie, and then La some of us had what the fuck? La How do you not know that you know? name of the movie? <laughs> I'm ranting. Hold on. You know that movie Diamond. with uh, that one song, La Bamba. Uh, what's the movie's name? <laughs> Introducing and then you got blood Diamond, and blood out bro. and shit like that. You that's know? that. That's the point I was gonna make. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I'd rather have my kids grow up watching movies like with get through the the, the gritty of the the luchador, the churro references, the nacho hats, all that crap. Then grow up with the movies that I had to look at with right. people who who look like me. You know, everyone here, everybody in our family, everyone, you know, on this podcast, and I bet you a lot of um, Mexicanos our age have seen Mi Familia, Blood In, Blood Out, <laughs> was American Me. Yeah. You know, don't look at me, little puppet. Like the, everybody, <laughs> give me everybody some seen those movies. Yeah. Fucking everybody had a Miklo growing up too. Yeah. That one white guy that just was cool with all the Mexicans. Anyway, um, <laughs> we call them Todd. No, anyway, uh. <laughs> uh, or Chad. He's cool. He's cool. Yeah, Chad. Um, the Chad. But um, you know, those are the movies that I had. Like, all right, you know, I want to. And then, and then you get like Selena, who was played by a Puerto Rican. Right. Um, nice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and um, I think my. Oh, go ahead. Lou Di uh, you get Lou the introducing of Lou Diamond Phillips and La Bamba. And so it, it's the stories about our, our, I guess, our popular people are not the greatest. But, um, you know, it's coming along. And I'd rather see, like I said, movies like A Better Life. There's one on Netflix that I can't remember. Um, remember, it. somebody has cancer. But um, Instructions Not Included? Yeah, Instructions Not Included. There you go. Yeah, that, was, that was the one that they brought up on uh, the article. As being the, was it the number one uh, documentary? No, documentary. Independent film. Yeah, that. Most that successful independent film was 2013. That is fucking amazing. Talk about tugging at your heartstrings. Right. But, um, yeah, and I, I'd rather see movies like that come out that show the struggle in the light of, like, actually how it is. Like, don't pull any punches. I don't want there to be a, such delay to tell our story like there is with the African community, community with slavery. Yeah, it's really taboo to to show like any kind of reference to that to go back and say, well, this happened because exactly. there's like a degree of embarrassment. There's a degree of like anger on both sides 
mm-hmm. don't know why white people are angry, but <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, four hundred feet, four four hundred years of free shit. <laughs> you know, Jesus. and see, I I, I kind of differ. I can I differ a little bit from you guys, but it's pretty much the same thing. But the way I differ is, I don't mind so much if the stories aren't told, because that seems not cliche, but that seems like the obvious route to go. Like, I would hate for a Mexican director to be hamstringed into making Mexican movies, because I, I would rather get to the point where a Mexican director can make whatever the fuck movie he wants to. Like the Very fact true. that Koran uh, made um, Children of Men, that was a that was an incredible movie. It was about British people, mm-hmm. you know, and that might have been a studio decision, but it was still a great movie. And him being Mexican had nothing to do with that movie being great. It was the person he is, the inspiration he had, the skill he had in direction, the freaking cinematography that was amazing. Like, if you told me he was a Mexican director, that's sort of a moot point to that movie. Yeah, which, it wouldn't have mattered. It, fine. Yeah, it, you know? it, it would have been more a thing to find out, be like, oh, and feel a little bit prideful about it. Like, oh shit, you know, there was no T and Crumpets reference, though. I'm sure. <laughs> right. And I think you're absolutely right in that regard. But I think just kind of going back to my point is just we're not there yet. Like, you think we're so progressive? All this, you know, you think we'd be progressive by now, 2014? No, no. I'm saying I would like to get to that point rather than oh, yeah. Yeah. rather than simply putting representations up and. I mean, we could even do that now. Like, and limiting. If we keep it in the path that we're doing right now, if we don't break Hollywood, break into Hollywood, that's fine with me. As long as we're doing sh- independent movies and we're building that strong independent base. Because if you can make a micro-budget movie and it's awesome and it's a story that people can relate to and it's universal or it's amazingly detailed, that's even better. Because then you create this back door where Hollywood can't help but show your movies. Like, if you're trying to break into Hollywood, you got to play there by their rules. Mm-hmm. If you've already created a fan base, like Tyler Perry's created a fan base, and he's he does not work in Hollywood's bounds. He absolutely does not. Very he may true. work with the same people, but as far as his creativity, as far as, as far as direction, as far as what he wants to make, that's all him. That's all his decision. Because he made movies for black people that black people are going to see. And not one, maybe a couple white people, and maybe a couple Mexicans, maybe a couple Asians go see it, but it's not for them. If they enjoy it, perfect. That's some icing on the cake, but the cake is already there. All right. You know, and if Mexicans could do that, I think that would be better than trying to break into Hollywood. Because if you there try to get into Hollywood, really. you got to play by their rules, and you got to have their constraints, and you get shit like where the last Airbender is just played by white people and. Like fuck the fact that 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 was a world, an entire world of Asian people. Forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just make them white people, you right. know. So you, you go in the front door. You got to play by their rules. You got to wipe your feet, check your coat, and put your hat up. Yeah, but if you come but in our back case, the, it'd be us doing all that shit. Can <laughs> right. I take your coat back to the and, kitchen? Right. You can make your own beans. You make See, your own. So that's that's just a perfect fucking analogy right there. It's like we need to get into the kitchen of Hollywood, like everywhere else, so we can ha- so we can create what we want to. Exactly. And um, now I, one of the, one of my favorite movies, and I don't know how how it was accepted around other people, but one of my favorite movies that just told a great story, 
in my eyes of the struggle that happens with um in our culture and then like struggles that happen in like rich white people's culture i guess was um spanglish yeah oh yeah adam sandler's i mean that movie i was told by the uh is like narrated by the daughter and her through her eyes what's happening and how she felt about her mother mother but it's like that's the story of a lot of people yeah in art and so i would like to see those type of things and then i would like to see like us get to the point where hector gomez directs a world war ii movie right and they actually show the 20 dudes in a squad who are mexican and the 15 who are asian because personally i don't think this fight is our fight as mexicans i think this fight is our fight as like people and I don't, and, ethnic background too. Of, any, of every ethnic background because as far as some people look at it, it's us versus them. And we make our little communities and be like, oh, we got to fight for our rights. But essentially, we're all kind of fighting. Every, gra- every inch of ground a black person loses is an inch of ground I lose personally. Mm-hmm. And, yep. But anyway, that's a whole other political thing that I can go into. Yeah. We, we will not... Go we don't want to talk about Ferguson today. Today. <laughs> today. But that sounds today. like something we should at some point get into. This conversation has been pretty good because for me, I had never really ever thought to go independent. I mean, that's the way a lot of people are doing it now uh, to get into Hollywood and things like that. But the big thing I'm always worried about or not worried about necessarily, but I think about is representation in popular culture and how the rest of the world, the rest of like, you know, the flyover states or things that Hollywood reaches to for representations of Mexican, because we know how we are. Californians know how we are. Arizonas know how we are. Ohioans don't know who we are. Uh, Maine people, New, New York knows how Puerto Ricans are, but that's not the same people. No A big part of, <laughs> huh? no, completely right. different. Like it's something that I concern myself with and kind of why I like doing this website. Um, is because I want the world, I want different types of people to know what we are, not just ourselves. We know how we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ethnicities, for some, to some extent, know who we are because, you know, we hang around each other because, you know, we don't hang out with the white folk all the time, even though we're completely 100%, you know, we love white people, we love Asian people. But as he's us, I want people to get to the point where you know, we know at our age, at 20 years old, ah, my, Churros, not us. Luchador mask, not us. I want that to, you know, to run its course. I want Disney to make a Dia de los Muertos movie. I want them to use the animation style, the skulls, the, stu- the same style we use to make their characters so that our image is there, is presented for everyone to look at, take it or leave it. It can be skewed, it can be distorted, and only through time are we going to be able to push through that, um, those barriers of, oh, Mexicans are scary, or they're gangbangers, or they're skulls half the time. So... I think that it is important that we get into the independent market, but I also think it's very important that we break mainstream. And if we have to play by the rules, I think we do that for several decades. Like I said, I'm not going to expect to have characters that look like me in my lifetime, maybe by the time I'm a grandparent, but I'd be damn sure if my kids get like a Mexican actor who, you know, who doesn't have to change his name, you know, like he's not a uh, Carlos Estevez is not Charlie Sheen. Where, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want people to have to change their name. I want Emilio Estevez. I want 
a Gonzalez. I want a fucking, you know, like hell. People give her shit, but Selena Gomez. Like, damn, that's the most Mexican name you can get. I think I know a couple Selena Gomez growing up. You know, Demi Lovato. Fucking, if you just say the names with an accent. Oh, what about a cool name like Ariana Grande? Right? Fuck or that, Dirk, bro. How would you say Ariana Grande? Ariana Correct. Grande. I just mentioned her because I wanted to say that her music is garbage. It pretty much is. But she's out there, and she's some sort of ethnicity. I was going to say, is she actually? Or is that just a name? She's like for Italian or something. <laughs> <laughs> so her name well, is Ariana Grandini. Ariana Grandini. You can say that with anybody. Emilio esta vez. I don't want it to be uh, Fez from that 70s show. What's his name? Wilmer Valderrama. Wilmer Valderrama. You know, I kind of want to go back to those days of fucking like uh, Ricky Ricardo. I know you like doing the voice, Gerg. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's Lucy. actually one scene Lucy. that I like. <laughs> there's one scene that I like bringing up and I'll probably put a link to it. But it's um, it's Ricky Ricardo doing a children's story. It's a Little Red Riding Hood in Spanish. It's Spanglish. He's saying it to his kid. And he's saying it, and it's a great bit. It's it's fantastic, and I think it embodies everything that we need to get to. And surprisingly enough, they made they got to it in nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, and we somehow reverted back to you know stereotypes and kind of over the top things. Like Ricky Ricardo doing that skit, it's funny because he's speaking Spanish. It's Little Red Riding Hood. You know the story, so you hear the cues, you hear how he's saying it. He's saying it with a lot of you know impressions and things like that. But at the heart of it, it's just honest. And it's an honest representation of how a father in the United States who speaks English, he clearly speaks Spanish, but is speaking English to everyone around him, kind of like us, like kind of like you, Gerg, you speak English primarily, and you know Spanish, you know, yeah. almost just as well. Me, I don't know. Gil, you don't know, unless you know more than I do. But um, that's something that I want to get back to. I want to be able to switch back and forth between those two languages and have it not be a big deal. Have it be something that is honest and not churros and not you know tortilla soup yeah you know or sabado gigante chicas everywhere. i don't know i don't know i think we could i think we could do with a little bit more sabado gigante <laughs> have you seen that show i mean sweet jesus yeah i see the women on this show like i can do more weather announcing in spanish <laughs> more mexican news there should just be a two-hour movie that's about the news yeah, it's just <laughs> i wanted to do women a parody and men of that. running back and forth <laughs> I want to do like a parody news thing, like have it be like a small comic short. But I um actually I'm in and then move. We're not just in movies. Um, God, Guacamole is a game that just came out, <laughs> yeah. and the art style in that looks fucking awesome. Right. And again, it's this cliche of it's a puncher platformer thing, button masher and a uh, platformer with luchadores and you put on different suits and different masks give you different powers but i mean in a game aspect that works and i'm not yeah, i know a superhero I, yeah it's a, i know it might sound like oh yeah you want video games but not movies but i don't mind that they're there i understand it's a stepping stone that it's a I, easy identifiable way to make oh, like oh that guy's wearing a luchador mask he's right. mexican so we don't have to have this backstory of this guy speaking with an accent mm-hmm. you know was there i mean Puss in Boots could have been any race, but what was he? He's a Spaniard. Yeah. So, <laughs> which we lump in here at themexicans.com. We lump in the Spaniards with us, even though they don't want to be lumped in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when their economy gets better, they can get back out. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. They're just poor as us now. So, but 
we're getting there. I think that's the thing. And it's starting today. It's starting soon. The conversation we're having is a conversation being had. Right. And not just between Mexicans. Obviously, this was Yahoo. Obviously, Yahoo Hollywood. How can, how can we exploit this? But, hey. Well, Disney. I mean, that Disney is the, I mean, I took a Shut class. your mouth about Disney. Disney is the number one exploiter of nostalgia and, and children and, and children. You would shut your mouth, man. The, fuck black helicopters from the UN. Fucking black helicopters coming up from Disney gonna come out and get us. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, if you, uh, we can go on my Disney rant later show, but, um, Disney sees something. And when Disney sees something, Disney's usually not wrong. Other than Cars and Cars 2 and Planes and Planes 2 and uh, pretty much anything I made in the last five years. But, <laughs> well, you, know, you didn't like Frozen? That was uh, Disney and Amazing. Oh, it was Pixar. Never mind. Disney's good. Pixar's fucking up. But um, Disney, I think that'll be your first Disney princess. Will be the one that's in this future Dia de los Muertos thing. And if she's half skeleton, that might be kind of dope. Like if she goes back and forth like a Book of Life kind of doing. Well, I think that'd be kind I of awesome. that could, that would work. Like she has like a curse know. or some shit. Right. That'd be like that'd be cool. Good job, Sam. Go. So <laughs> you know, if I have my little my little niece who's half half white, half Mexican, if she grows up identifying with right now it's uh what's the girl from Frozen? Elsa. Uh, Elsa, yeah. Anna. If she <laughs> if she uh associates with, with uh Elsa now but then four years later, you know, when she's older and kind of like right before the age of 10, you're still into princess stuff. Um, she'll be into fucking Carmen or whatever they're going to name this. Character. She's going to be into princess stuff all the way until she's like 45. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it is Disney. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of the future. Like I kind of want to see that future where those Hispanic, if you will. Now, other question, just real side thought. What are your opinions on the words Hispanic, uh, Chicano, Mexican, Latino? Does that bother you? I say we shouldn't complain about it until we decide on one. <laughs> no shit. Well, I mean, I understand. <laughs> like, I understand the like original basis of, of it. Hispanics yeah. were people in Americas who were associated to Spain, obviously mm-hmm. Hispanic, and in Latino were those associated with um, Portugal. And that was the American differentiation at some point. It might not even. Not Latin America? No, because you don't differentiate the Latin Americans because those are Indians. So if you're from, if your family is from Mexico, you're Hispanic. So if you live in Costa Rica, but your family's from Mexico, you're Hispanic. If you're from Costa Rica, but your family's from Brazil, then you're Latino. Because that that was the differentiation between Spanish Spain origin and Portuguese origin. And that was at some point, maybe not the original point, that was the different. That those two terms were or around to differentiate that. In the nineteen seventies, yep. the term Chicano came up as a centralizing well. movement. So it was unique for Americans, particularly Americans in the Southwest, to run parallel with the Black Power movement. Was to separate term? us because we were we did not identify like with traditional. Over the Mexicans, of uh, actually from Mexico, where usually Chicanos are born here. So there's actually several different terms in that whole Chicano movement that, that <laughs> identifies people. Now, do you spell it with a CH or an X? <laughs> That's a very specific thing, but yeah, Chicano Mexicano? can be spelled with an X or CH. Those Chicanos that spell it with an X fucking confuse me. <laughs> 
because you pick the word Chicano because you're born here in the States, yet you have so much loyalty to a culture that in the Mexican culture and the Aztec culture, then why not just call yourself Hispanic? If that, the, the, we really had a word for that. No, but people don't like Hispanic because it was govern, government given, essentially. It was a census term. I'd rather have a word than a fucking color crayon. They don't call us brown or tan. <laughs> Would you rather have us do that like to do with white and black people? Caucasian and African Americans, you mean? And that's another term we have to update too. African American. I just say black. I just say, I say black. black. Yeah, I me say... too. I just call. I mean, I, I call black, but I don't say like like in a hateful way. It's like black because. Yeah. Unless you could tell me what tribe in Africa you're from. Then... Well, well okay. if you could give us a new word, you want, I'm fine if you want to use a new word. You just you, we just have to agree on it. Like, yeah. not we as in Mexicans, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying we have to agree on something that we're gonna use for ourselves, and then you as a we have to agree on something. You can't be like five people be like, oh, we want to be called Aphroids, and just be like, okay, so if I go to this new city and call him an Aphroid, he's not gonna get mad, right? Because if he is, then I'm never calling you that again. Right. You right. know? Like, white people are cool with being white. Tradition. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't really have to get too complicated. We're talking about most white people are at least 116th Native American when they tell you. It's like, yeah, you're just a white guy. No, I'm a third quarter Cherokee, and then I'm part Irish, and then there's a <laughs> Yugoslavian background in there. I like... But Cherokee grandmother. I like the white Cherokee. people that tell me that, and I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, and think about how much more you would have been that if you didn't murder them all. <laughs> and then they look at me like, and I'm not, like I'm the asshole. That's a grandmother, right? Grandmother? I bet she didn't have a choice. <laughs> but oh, um, you, um, what's his name? Kevin Costner? Was that your great grandpa? He just was like, <laughs> "Hey, this is a cool culture. I'm gonna live with you guys." Right? Are you uh fucking what's his name? Viggo Mortensen from Hidalgo. <laughs> I'm gonna ride horses. But yeah, I mean that thing. It, it, the thing about the terms is that I, I don't mind because ultimately I can't tell people what to call me. They're just going to call me stuff. And I, and to get an argument about it is going to be pointless because it's going to be argument I'm always in because most people are going to call me Mexican, period. Right. Or in California, yeah. so that's not a bad guess. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, it also changes. regardless of what I self-identify as, they're going to call me Mexican. Mexican is not necessarily, it kind of is, kind of is it almost like Jew, Jewish is, but it's not a race. It's a nationality because it's a nation mm-hmm. state. Yeah. If you call me Mexican, that's slightly inaccurate because I'm an American as right. far as my national, um, kind of what I am. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go into ethnicity, then it starts changing. I'm Mexican, but I haven't been Mexican for 200 years as far as the location geographically yeah texas yeah texas you know in the 1800s or so when they sold it to the u.s so then so, i'm like this quote, neo quote. culture yeah <laughs> that's that you know what though you gotta be gotta give the americans a fair point they sold it to them after they lost the war at least they didn't just fucking take it true but that's kind of like saying at least he didn't cut off your whole arm when he cut off your finger so, you know, maybe not the best thing, but yeah. so I'm, I'm a, I'm an American Mexican, but I'm also a Californian because the Spanish who went to Louisiana and to Florida are different than me and they got replaced by French settlers. So they're Creole in like Louisiana 
Yeah. And then the Mexicans in, or the Spanish in Florida got replaced with Cubans, which are pretty much the same, except their indigenous people come from the islands. But they're kind of the same because they're pretty homogeneous as far as... Yeah, instead of using potatoes, they use plantains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> essentially what happens. But then you, you differentiate Haitians from Dominicans, from Cubans, from... Uh, uh, who else is in there? Jamaicans. Like They're all pretty much the same people, but then they got hit with these weird um, kind of influx of immigrants. It's like you have Jamaicans and Haitians, which have a heavy African influence because that's where a lot of the slaves were put to work. And then when they switch things, for some reason, all the blacks in in Haiti are more numerous than the blacks in the Dominican Republic, even though it's the same island. Right. (laughs) Somehow one group got pushed one way and the other group got pushed the other way. You know, so it's just all kind of confusing. That's why I can't say like until you until we as a people agree on a term. Um, I don't care what you call me because ultimately <laughs> you're going to call me what you call me and I can't do anything about it as long as you right. And like nasty. what Gilbert just listed out was the diversity of our cultures. Hispanics and Latinos. <laughs> Hispanic, not yeah. even that. Like if, if you want to give us one name, Hispanics, okay? Give us one name and we're all going to go under Hispanic. Who are we incorporating under this flag of the Hispanic, of the Hispanics? Right. Because culturally, Puerto Ricans and Mexicans are just culturally different. Technically, yes. <laughs> I mean, so are, are we all going to find that? Are you going to get the hate? Are you going to get the um, the Dominican Republic? You know, are you going to get the Cubans? Are you going to get the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, the, the Central Americans, baseball. Jamaicans, Jamaicans? You know, uh, uh, Trinidadians. <laughs> um. You know, South Americans, Central Americans. Are we just all going to be Hispanics. the same thing? Because that, that'd be confusing as fuck if you're trying to do, I mean. That's kind of like, like how people learn that the, the moniker Asian technically includes Arabs, Persians, Indians, yes. Sri Lankans, um, uh, Ethiopians, uh, Chinese, Mongolian. Some parts of Russia, Vietnamese, Vietnamese. Korean, Japanese, Pacific Islanders, Philippines, um, parts of Australia, and Malaysia. Y'all get the point, right? (laughs) The Isle of Samoa. Y'all get the point. So (laughs) if you were to line us up, if you were to take one person from each one of those cultures and be like, these are all Hispanics, people would look at you like you're insane. (laughs) Right. So they just keep calling us aliens, right? Is that okay, right? Just call us aliens? Yeah, I guess. Well, actually, uh, my dad called uh, our grandma alien once. She had like a <laughs> document from uh, government or whatever, and um, it said uh, resi- like alien resident or whatever. And he looked at the thing. He goes, hey, mom, you're an alien. Blackout. Blackout. Uh, Done for the day. Then I woke up on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so he never called. My dad doesn't use the term alien, not even describe UFOs. Like, <laughs> Because one, UFOs don't exist. Yeah, I said it. UFOs exist until they're identified. And they are (laughs) IFOs. Identified flying objects. Oh, okay. There we Uh, go. But yeah, it's obviously very confusing when you're dealing with an entire culture of people that span the spectrum. Exactly. I identify as like Mexican-American. How about that? It's not a culture. 
it's different cultures. cultures. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an amalgam of different people's different ideas of how the world should be shaped. And I, I like that because I like watching baseball be like, oh, yeah, that guy's like Latino. Latino is a term I use when people aren't Mexican. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, that guy's like Latino. And they're like, that dude's black. And I was like, that guy's name is Pablo Sandoval. He is not black. <laughs> his skin may be black, but his cultural background and his, and his name is very much Latino. Yeah. yeah. But then you get like guys in the NFL that are called like Martinez Jefferson. It's like, wait a minute. No Sean Moreno? No Sean Moreno. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, hopefully we have a little bit more of these, you know, Latino-based discussions, as I would say. Uh, some excellent discussions. Uh, a lot of people were like, yeah, you guys are fuck called the excellence. You guys don't talk about that shit. Because so, we don't got to go. be limited to that shit, goddammit. That's the fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, my thing is that when people say, oh, what are you? Like, I'm American. And they push me, and I'm like, no, what are you? I'm like, I'm America. What the fuck you want from me? My parents are from here. My grandparents are from here. What the fuck? You should change it up. You should be like, what are you, American? No, no, I mean, like, what are you? Uh, Kung Fu master? Um, <laughs> I don't know we're going to get that personal. No, no, I mean, like, what are you? Horny. Like, like, where are you from? Um, sector 8 of the Quailu Quadrant? Like, what do you get? With you? Central <laughs> California? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It usually doesn't hold over. It's like, how come you don't speak Spanish? That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> However, I do want to make a excellent shirt saying, "It's okay, I don't speak Spanish either." But I don't know how much Gerg would like that shirt. I don't care. I was gonna say I don't think he has strong opinions on it. He might wear <laughs> He's it. Give me shit about not speaking Spanish, though. You're my, and I won't be the my... first and last one to do that. So. Just say, just because he knows it gets it gets you grinds your gears, it gets you going. Right, yeah. Oh, right. Say shit to piss people off. I'm an Gerg, asshole. Tell me I don't speak Spanish. Hey, Gilbert, you don't speak Spanish. You don't speak Italian. A <laughs> little bit. Buongiorno. <laughs> Manja. I know how to say eat because I'm fat. I'm just saying, girl, if you're quote unquote the most Mexican of us, why is your name Gurgi Napoli? Napoli. Gurgi Milano. You mean Gurgi Alcatore de Ferenze? By the way, I've been wanting to put up a link to the audio of money, 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 because we say it so often. Huh? YouTube has run a dry on that well. So, Ger, get on that capture card and get an example of them saying money, 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 money in money. Assassin's Creed 2 when you throw coins at the peasants. I want to do like a 25-second montage of like with Benny Hill going on in the background. It's <laughs> making oh, guards money. murder people. Just... Poison, poison blade and money and see what's going to happen. <laughs> I had never thought about doing that. Mm-hmm. You are a sick individual. And I'm yeah. But I'm glad you're on the show. And I'm glad you're listening out there, folks. And I'm glad that this episode is over. Oh, shit. I'm recording yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Um, we have a question, but that will be for the Fantastic Voyage, which we may or may not record tomorrow, depending on scheduling, because Gil is going to the motherland. You have to tell everybody all the beans. They need to know. They don't want to like hear Corey this said, Like Corey said. Just keep making that thing. Just keep making episodes. Keep making content. Be consistent. But you don't have to tell. Uh, I'm going to go to the store today. Uh, so, you know, guys, I might not be around. And uh, I'm probably going to take a big fat shit. All right. So uh, has so... to get his prostate checked. That's why we're going to have uh... a... <laughs> uh, it's not a medical thing. He's just really into weird shit. So, just we That's caught him on a bad day. Channel. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, but anyway... Um... Word vomit, Facebook.com slash the Mexcellence, uh, YouTube.com slash the Mexcellence, D O T C O M. SoundCloud, follow us there. 
themexcellence, D-O-T-C-O-M, and at themexcellence on Facebook. And Gergie, they can reach you at? Um, you can reach me at M-X-L-N-T-G-E-R-G on the Twitter. You can send me some questions. Um, follow me so you can do that. And, and what's your name on Double Toasted so they can find you? <laughs> uh, uh, my name on Double Toasted, uh, I gotta go create a new one. So I'll, I'll do that later. Cause, <laughs> and for the record, I'm the Excellence, uh, on Double Toasted. So you're so. the asshole that took that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. And you can reach my brother Gilbert at. There's a tree in the park that's closest to you and just nail your question on there. On a post it. Why so would there you, you go. Nail, never mind. So like I said, uh, I'm Sammy Gonzalez. I'm Gilbert Gonzalez, I guess. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and I'm Gergi. And this has been the West Coast Cantina. Thank you for stopping by. Get your drinks. Get the fuck out. And Last call. We're close. Have a good night. My shorts are on fire. Like that Kings of Leon song?